Chapter 2 Ashraf Khalil was a very successful businessman. He had the drive and charisma to succeed in the bloodthirsty environment of a financial market investment house. He owed everything to his parents, who'd immigrated to the U.S. just before he was born. They wanted nothing but the best for their son, and ensured he had the best education and lavished love, attention, and money on the boy as he grew to manhood. Had they lavished him with lessons in humility and compassion, for the less fortunate, maybe he would have had a more well-rounded personality, instead of being the self-centered prick he'd turned out to be. His dark, handsome looks, his intelligence, and his confidence were a potent mix, and he typically got what he wanted. He was 5'8", and slim, but he kept his body in peak condition through a disciplined regimen of exercise. He'd even done a little modeling in university as a lark. A woman he'd been after asked him to pose for some magazine spreads. He'd enjoyed the attention and had taken his pleasure from her. When the shoot was done, but dropped her the next day as he realized that modeling didn't hold his interest. He'd met and pursued Catherine McGovern in university as well. She was two inches taller than Ashraf, with straight white blonde hair. She was also strong and svelte from being on the swim team. She would have been the perfect trophy wife except for her annoying tendency of opening her mouth and showing her intelligence. Luckily for Ashraf, she had a blind spot for him and didn't realize just how self-focused he was until after the birth of their first child, a girl she named Sophie. He wanted a boy and let his disappointment show. After the second daughter, Rachel, and the third, Megan, he blamed his wife for not providing him with a son. He wouldn't listen to the a-scientific mumbo-jumbo that indicated it was the man's contribution that provided the deciding factor for male children. They bought and moved their family into the mansion on the north side of Ben's property a few years after Ben bought his. Daniel Wallace was also a very successful businessman. He also had drive and charisma and was doing exceptionally well as the ECFO of a major pharmaceutical corporation. He was less concerned about being physically beautiful than he was about being financially powerful. While he had two inches on Ashraf, his body was nowhere near as toned. He tried, but his appetite for good food and wine had more impact than his workouts. His wife Gabriella had been born into a very poor family, and this may have influenced her a little too much when prioritizing financial security over other aspects of their relationship. When they'd met in university, she'd been swept away by Daniel's charisma and financial prowess. Daniel was dazzled by her lustrous raven hair, her intense green eyes, and her sexy curves. She was only an inch shorter than him, and dancing with her was a dream, as they fit together so well. Gabriella had provided her husband with a daughter, Miriam, the child Ben rescued, and a son, Daniel. Junior, they had agreed to call their son Jacob, after her father, but Daniel had somehow outmaneuvered her at the hospital and registered his son under the name Daniel, Junior. She knew Daniel used the fact that he had a son to goad his drinking buddy, Ashraf. As the years in their marriage passed Daniel's passion, for Gabriella was replaced with his passion for accumulating wealth. She'd tried to get him to join her for marriage counseling, 
but he called that a blatant waste of money. Gabriella had a lucrative business of her own importing high-end fashion accessories from Milan and Paris, so she insisted she'd use her own money, but he refused. The Wallaces had moved into the mansion on the south side of Benz, on the other side of the public access pathway, a year before he moved in. During one of the neighborhood street parties organized by Gabriella and Catherine, their husbands got to talking and quickly realized they had similar drives for success and similar values. When it came to how to achieve it, they were allies in a war against the lazy and stupid who didn't deserve to keep their money. They also had similar appetites for the pleasures of life. Fast sports cars, good wine, good food, cigars, high-stakes poker, and fast women were out there for their enjoyment. If their wives had to be kept in the dark so they could enjoy the things that they deserved, so be it. Within a year of the two meeting, they were organizing trips to Las Vegas for poker tournaments or so, they told their wives. In reality, it was a four-day immersion in the best and worst Las Vegas had to offer. Initially, it was only the two men, but as they got to know their neighbors, they found others who shared their interests and who were looking for more out of their lives. The memberships for the gentlemen's club grew, and their annual treks to Sin City became grander. They now had ten members in their club, and Ashraf was particularly excited about this year's event. They'd reached critical mass. There were now enough members to take their party up a significant notch. He and Daniel had met with a facilitator during their previous trip and they made arrangements for some of the most beautiful and young women either had ever laid eyes on to serve and service them during their poker tournament. The man assured them the ladies they'd have were guaranteed to be between the ages of 18 and 20 as his stable rotated the older ones out to ensure freshness. There would be no restrictions on what they did with the ladies, short of damaging the merchandise, of course. There would also be an extra special party on their final night of their trip. Each of them would make their own arrangement to fly to Las Vegas. They were all staying in the same hotel, so they would meet there and contact the facilitator to get their party started. Daniel expressed some concern that their group had too many members for their activities to remain secret. Ashraf was confident the men would keep their mouths closed, especially after they got those mouths on the nubile young tarts in Vegas. Catherine had been making her annual complaints about his willingness to head off on his trips with the boys, but not to spend time with his own daughters. She had been after him to take them on a vacation for years, but he'd managed to avoid it, expressing the timing was bad due to business or the cost was prohibitive. This year, his portion of the expenses for the Vegas trip was significantly higher and she found out. There had been a furious blowout and Ashraf told her they would talk about vacations when he returned. The climate in the house was positively glacial from that point on. He parked his Benz at the airport and put his lovely but tedious wife out of his mind. This weekend wasn't about her. He smiled. It was about him being treated to everything he deserved.